You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People are strange. 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 Is that strange? And welcome back to another episode of Strange Sauna, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your break. The holiday season was upon us. It is now no longer here. So yes, we are back in studio, everybody. Had a great break, but now I'm back to being busy here. Today on the episode, we're going to be looking at this video that basically tours the House of the Temple. This is the Masonic Temple in Washington, D.C., and it serves as the headquarters of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry in the southern jurisdiction. And uh, press for truth. If you haven't followed them, go follow them on Rumble. I don't know where else they are, but they had this video out here, and I thought it was very, very interesting and very enlightening. They toured this entire temple. They had a tour guide kind of giving them information throughout the whole thing. So I took some notes on my own. I'm going to stop the video here and there and kind of just go and show you kind of uh, different things that kind of support what they're saying and just random thoughts and random uh, ideas as well. So... Hopefully you guys enjoy this video. If you do like the content on this channel, I talk about occult imagery, occult topics, all strange things in my strange sauna. My name is Greg. If you like this, if you want to support the show, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. Also subscribe and leave a comment, leave a rating on Apple and Spotify. It really does help. Follow me over on TikTok. I make little tiny videos and share them. Uh, People seem to like them. So yeah, follow me on TikTok. It will help me out as well. So yeah, let's get steamy, everybody. Let's dive into this. All right, so they start out by showing the outside of the building, this gigantic building, Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, Supreme Council of the 33rd degree. And you'll see that they use the U or the V in place for the U quite a bit everywhere throughout this whole building. I believe the Nexium Cult did that as well. Just saying. Don't know. Lots of Egyptian symbolism. You all looking to take a tour? Yeah. Uh, yes, please. Okay. Are any of you Masons? No. no. Uh, tour takes about an hour and it's $8 a person. So here we are in the Grand Lodge of Scottish Rite of Freemasonry here in Washington, D.C. We are inside the building right now. I'm going to take a little bit of a tour, check out some of the scenery in here. This is our Pike. He was our Grand Commander from 1859 until 1891 when he died in office. Uh, the reason why he's so significant is because he rewrote the rituals of masonry and he rewrote the code book, morals and dogma. We have his body downstairs. They have his body buried at this place, Albert Pike. We'll get to that in a little bit here, but... Uh, Albert Pike was so significant because he rewrote the book, Morals and Dogma, the rituals. He kind of made everything a little bit more elaborate. He made everything come together. Uh, There's a a, a little uh, template thing that we're going to read later in this tour that kind of describes what he did. Just very interesting that he's buried here. Very, very strange. Was there another like kind of grand commander before Albert Pike? Yeah, there were several grand commanders before him, but he's the most prominent. Uh, he died at 82 years old, 
and so we asked every Grand Commander to step down on their AD1. And that's another thing, too. So Albert Pike died at the age of 82, so they ask every Grand Master to step down at the age of 81. No one can serve longer than Albert Pike. Strange. So they're walking up the stairs, showing you how massive this temple is. Check this out. Here we are, the ritual room. I was rather blown away by the, uh, really the occult significance of the architecture inside the building. Um, we were shown one of the main ritual rooms where they conduct their rituals, where only members of the 33rd degree are allowed in there. And the tour guide himself, didn't seem to know a whole lot about the actual symbols and the meaning behind uh, some of the symbolism. So we call this room our temple room. Uh, it's not actually designed to look like a Christian temple. You'll um, notice the dome above us. It weighs 330 tons and there's only steel found at the base of it. The reason why there's a hole or an oculus is because Masons believe anything that is perfect must be created by God. There are 33 chairs in this room. There are 33 degrees in Scottish Rite Masonry, uh, 33 states in the southern jurisdiction, so that's why you'll see the number 33. All the wood in this room is from Russia. It's Russian walnut. The altar in the middle of the room is black marble quarried from Lake Champlain in New York. And the Hebrew writing in the middle says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. So there's three with one missing it looks so like this is out. this the I don't know exactly. north southwest and the east is missing or no um that would be the east that would be the east because that's north right right um I don't know why that so he's talking about there's one light missing here so you see there's three lights one two three but then this other corner is missing one so he's asking why is that missing and the tour guide doesn't know. It's missing, actually. I asked him why there were only three lights at the altar, and uh, he said he wasn't too sure why, but there are three because one represents the east, one represents the west, one represents the south, but in masonry, the north is the place of darkness. And of course, uh, according to the Bible, the Bible tells us that the north is where God resides. All right, so I'm going to pause it right there. And I wanted to kind of go off on that because the presenter was saying the place of the north is where darkness resides, right? <clears throat> In Freemasonry. And now I have this, the Masonic North. Here, let me uh, show this for you guys. The Masonic North, this is coming from the Grand Lodge of Texas. So this is saying, during the course of initiation, the new Mason is taught that the North is Masonically a place of darkness. This is explained in the ritual by describing the orientation of King Solomon's temple and stating that the location prevented the rays of the sun at meridian height from entering a North window. This explanation is based upon the natural phenomena. However, it is known that diffused light will enter a northerly oriented window. In addition, this explanation provides some difficulty for most living things in the southern hemisphere where the north is subjected to the sun's rays. There are no additional references to the north as a place of darkness in the ritual, leaving one to ponder this brief reference in the entered apprentice lecture. So I guess it's only re referenced once. And the north is not something that was thought up by some deep thinker. It is a direction used and is used by man to orient his understanding of the universe. The concept of the north is evident in King James' translation of the Bible, where Job 37.9 reads, Out of the south cometh the whirlwind and cold, out of the north. The mythologies in several ancient cultures evidence a dread of the north as a place of darkness, desolation. Even among the people of England, there existed a desire not to be buried on the north side of the church, indicating an aversion to the north. You know? And think about, like, Game of Thrones. You know, all the monsters come from the north. You know, the, the ice monsters. 
coldness, right? You also have this symbolism associated with the north. So similar references to darkness in the north can be found in the Bible. For example, in Jeremiah 1, 13, 14, we find, quote, What seest thou? And I said, I see something, or I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is towards the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. Again, in Jeremiah 46, 20, quote, Destruction cometh, it cometh out of the north. You also have another passage in the Bible shows that the north is associated with other forms of death, such as sacrifices. Right? Leviticus 1.11, we read, quote, He is to slaughter it at the north side of the altar before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall sprinkle its blood against the altar on all sides. Oh boy. According to the book of Bahir, one of the oldest Kabbalistic texts, the north is the abode of evil, and Satan comes from the north. So the presenter in this video said that we're taught that God comes from the north, you know? And I was like, what? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, right here, heaven in the north. I found this from BibleStudyManuals.net. Take it for what you will, people. They're asking, where is heaven? Have you ever thought about it? Like if this is a physical location, where would heaven be? And... The Bible implies that salvation comes from the north. In Psalms 756, we read, quote, for promotion, and in parentheses they have salvation, so they're taking it that promotion equals salvation. For promotion, salvation cometh neither from the east, nor the west, nor from the south. Therefore, we conclude that salvation comes from the north since it is the only choice left. God and heaven must be located in the north of our universe. So it's all just subjective. You know, we're, we're taking a phrase, process of elimination. It's not east, west, south, so it's got to be north. But promotion, that word promotion, you know, equating that to salvation, further interpretation, you know, not really sure. But just interesting things that, so going back to that video, they didn't have that light towards the north because that's where darkness resides. That's what they're saying here. Right, you got the Masonic Bible, and then you have this black cube in the middle of the freaking ritual room. Now, I believe this ritual room is where they had the raising of Osiris ritual. Because Tom Horn, remember, Tom Horn was saying that at every presidential inauguration, as the president is being raising his right hand, has the hand on the Bible, sometimes the Masonic Bible, sometimes Abraham Lincoln's Bible. I think that's what Trump used. And his own personal Bible gifted from his mother. While that is happening, you have the Freemasons in this room doing the raising of the Osiris ritual at the exact same time. That's all Tom Horn. I don't know. I can't verify that anywhere else besides Tom Horn. But I think this is the room in which they do it. The one that we just saw, the ritual room. All right, going back to this video here. Of darkness. And of course, uh, according to the Bible, the Bible tells us that the north is where God resides. Now, you see, each door has two pillars, right? So you have two pillars on each side, you know, the, the twin pillars of Freemasonry. Uh, what is it? Joaquin and Boaz. Um, or Joachim and Boaz, the twin pillars. But they're typically represented by brass and bronze. This looks like black marble of some sort. But you have the sun and the moon. Right. And the mixture of the sun and the moon is expressed by harmony and balance. That's why when you pass through the twin pillars, it's a chance for a new beginning. It's the chance for harmony to exist. And that's why you have the doorway in between each one of these. Masonic Holy Bible. So there's the Masonic Holy Bible. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books 
laid upon this black cube in the center of the room. Mm-hmm. When was this built? The building? Uh, 1911. It was started and it was finished in 1915. Uh, this was the architect's first major building. He went on to do the National Archives, National Gallery of Art, and the Jefferson Memorial. The snakes represent chaos, and the further up you go in the windows, the more light they let in, symbolizing enlightenment. So you'll see in the window... Down towards the bottom of the window, you have serpents, you have snakes. This represents chaos, it's the darkness. As you go up towards the ceiling, the brighter the window gets. He's going to explain why. So it's supposed to mean when you join masonry, you join at a time of chaos in your life, and the further up you go in degrees, the more enlightened you become. So... In the beginning, you just have to be open to the concept of there being a god. Uh, but as you work your way up the ranks and you gain enlightenment, he showed us windows in there that get brighter and brighter as you go up. And I found that very interesting. The windows were also surrounded by serpents. I asked him, what is the symbolism of the serpent? He said that's all about order out of chaos. The, the serpents represent chaos. And that is the motto of Freemasonry, really, is order out of chaos. This is precisely how they can gain their control. Order out of chaos, people. Remember, what are we going through right now? We're going through chaos. Who's promising to bring in order? Trump. You know? Now, I I, I don't know if Trump is a Freemason. He had, uh, what was it, Jordan Vincent Peale? I think that's the pastor's name. Uh, he had the Vincent Peale guy. It was a uh, 33 degree Scottish Rite Freemason. He said that he was his pastor. Great influence on his life. You know? So we'll be doing an episode on Trump further on the, down the road here. But think about it. We're going through the chaos right now. Promising order. The golden age is coming. The pillars are 30 tons of Windsor granite, uh, quarried from uh, uh, Indiana, and the velvet is 400 pounds of Italian velvet. 400 pounds of Italian velvet on these damn freaking windows. Look at that. So he is showing you this Tyler chair. This is the Masonic Lodge officer responsible for guarding the meeting rooms. And his, you know, the name was the Tyler. He held a sword. I like how he's like, I don't think he ever had to use it. You know, it's kind of dull, that sword. But in the, in the chair, it says, know thyself. Now, this was inscribed on the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. And that is this. This is Delphi. Here is the Temple of Apollo. And where have we heard about a Temple of Apollo? What was built on a Temple of Apollo? You guys remember? CERN, right? Supposedly. CERN was built on a Temple of Apollo. Now, people were saying that they're trying to create a portal to bring rise to Apollyon. Don't know. Why do they have that statue of Shiva out there at CERN? I don't know. But yeah, Delphi was a, an ancient religious sanctuary dedicated to the Greek god Apollo. It was developed in the 8th century BC. The sanctuary was home to the Oracle of Delphi. Yes, they had an oracle, everybody. Yes, they did. The Oracle was consulted on both private matters and affairs of the state. City-state rulers would even ask or seek the oracle before launching wars or founding new Greek colonies. So it's like that movie 300, you know? They go up to the creepy oracle people. Might have been just one. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but... 
the Greeks considered Delphi the navel of the world, the belly button. Very strange. Yep. So know thyself. That is a, um, a, a well, it's a phrase that was inscribed upon this temple of Apollo. According to ancient Greek and Roman authors, there were three maxims prominently inscribed upon the temple of Apollo at Delphi. Know thyself, nothing too much, and give a pledge and trouble is, or, yeah, give a pledge and trouble is at hand. Okay. You would think it would say give a pledge when trouble, but yeah, whatever. All right, so back to the video here. Very tall ceilings. Very Egyptian, right? Everything is black and gold. And black and gold. Where have we seen black and gold before? Remember Doja Cat's birthday cake? Black and gold. When she transitioned, you know, her death and rebirth, black and gold. Very, uh, Osiris. Osiris is black and gold as well. He's also green, but, um, I believe his tomb or something was black and gold, commonly known. Down the stairs they go. So this room is called our executive chamber. You'll notice the Tyler sword right here. This is the, the sword the man held uh, that I was telling you about upstairs. As you can see, it's not sharp. This is the Grand Camp Commander Scepter. It's what he would carry in to start council sessions. And this case will only be opened in October of this year for a council session. Uh, council sessions every other year in October. Council is every other year in October. So they only have council every other year in October. In October was when this place was erected or it was when it was finished. All right, it took four years to build this temple. October. Here we go. This is where the 33 inspector generals would meet. There are 33 states in the southern jurisdiction, and we are the headquarters of the southern jurisdiction of Scottish Rite Masonry. Uh, they would meet in here at night. They would discuss legislative and money issues in here. Upstairs is mainly used for rituals. The ceiling actually used to be open. It used to be an open ceiling, but they closed that off because the meetings in here were held at night. There was no point having an open ceiling. And the reason why there's a Bible, a Quran, and a Torah on the altar here is because you don't have to believe in uh, Jesus Christ. You can be uh, anyone, uh, any religion just so long as you believe in God. And there it is, people. You don't have to believe in Jesus. They have the, bo the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah and be a mason these are just the holy books our leaders pray to the reason why they have the quran and the bible and the pentateuch uh is because uh as he said in his own words you don't have to believe in jesus christ you just have to believe in the idea that there is a god and that is because freemasonry is very much an ecumenical movement it brings together all kinds of religions because you have to be open to the concept of there being a god they refer to the god as the grand architect of the universe that way it can encompass everyone on earth and and there can be members of the brotherhood from the muslim world members of the brotherhood from the christian world all over the world bringing them all together okay so in this room the council members, there were 33 council members from 33 different states of the uh, the southern jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite Freemasonry. That was the headquarters that they're meeting in every other October. They meet at night, okay? So they have like this black mass type of thing with all three holy books of the Abrahamic religions. You have, you know, the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran. And this tour guide talked about upstairs where they have the rituals because they use this room for talking about legislative things, financial things, right? But upstairs is where the rituals, he said rituals. He didn't say like, you know, ceremonies. 
said rituals. So that kind of gives credence to the Tom Horn theory that maybe they're doing the raising of the or raising of the Osiris ritual. So yeah, it also gives credence to the one world order, you know, bringing together all of these different religions. Doesn't really matter. So if you donate $1 million or more, you get your name on a plaque here, and you get a picture downstairs. We do have some plaques that open here. So if you all have a million dollars just lying around, we accept checks, cash, credit cards. The Bush family and the Studebaker family are up there. Uh, although neither George Bush Sr. nor Jr. was a Mason. Okay, so the Bushes weren't Masons, but they donated. So they got themselves a plaque. Same with the Studebakers. The light well in the back there was put in in 1993. There are 33 beams of light and fiat looks. Look at this gigantic window. 33 beams of light, double-headed eagle. Freemasonic symbolism all around it. Uh, is Latin for let there be light, and ordo ab chaos is order from chaos. What is the significance of the like order of chaos? It's like a Masonic motto almost. So when you join Masonry, you're, they say your life is in chaos, like you're not completely, you're not orderly. But the further up you go in Masonry, the more order you gain, the more enlightenment you gain. 14 U.S. presidents were Masons, but the last one was Ford. Bill Clinton was a Malay, which is a junior Mason. <laughs> Never became a full Mason. Okay, we're going to talk about this right now. 14 presidents were Masons. That's what he said. Am I right? 14 presidents, and I have them right here. So Freemasonry and the Presidency. So the myth is that most U.S. presidents were Masons. There were 14 out of the 44, so out of, at the time, 44 U.S. presidents. Um, let's see here. So you have George Washington, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, James Polk, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, Warren G. Harding, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Harry S. Truman, and Gerald Ford, as he mentioned, was the last one. Am I right? This talks about some of the claims here. So Thomas Jefferson is also claimed to be a Mason with his lodge given variously as door to virtue number 44, Virginia, the lodge of the Nine Sisters, Paris or Charlottesville. There is no contemporary evidence that he was a Mason. Lyndon B. Johnson received the first and entered apprentice degree in Johnson City Lodge number 561 in Johnson City, Texas, but he did not advance any further and never became a full member of his lodge. Andrew Jackson served as a Grandmaster of Tennessee and Harry S. Truman served as a Grandmaster of Missouri. Andrew Jackson, Trump's a big fan of that guy. Harry S. Truman and Gerald L. Ford, or Gerald L. or Gerald R. Ford, excuse me, received the 33rd degree of Scottish Rite. Ronald Reagan was made an honorary Mason, which would be similar to him being an honorary astronaut. That's strange. And right here, Bill Clinton. William J. Clinton belonged to the Masonic-sponsored Order of Damalay for boys, but he never became a Mason. So that's what the tour guide said. Uh, Bill Clinton was the order of Demolay. We'll get back to that. Uh, but first, before we do, he mentioned Gerald Ford, right? Gerald Ford was the last Mason, full Mason as a president. Now, I do want to cover this real quick because Ford made an ominous prediction on how the first woman president will come to be. On October 18th, 1989, so... This was on the 74th anniversary that the House of the Temple was erected. The House of the Temple, I don't know if you caught this in the beginning, was erected on October 18th, 1915. So 74 years later, he made this speech about how the first woman president will come to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play this little clip here because it's worth revisiting because it might happen soon. You never know. You never know. 
It's a very high honor and a very great privilege for me to come to West Branch and to participate in this conference, which is being held here at the Hoover facilities. Mr. Ford, what advice would you give a young lady wanting to become President of the United States? <laughs> well, I hope we do have a young lady at some point become President of the United States. Uh, I can tell you how I think it will happen, because it won't happen in the uh, normal course of events. So how does he know that, by the way? It won't happen. He said that. It won't happen in the normal course of event. And why even bring up, I think I know it's how it's going to happen. You know, why are you even bringing this up? Here we go. Either the Republican or Democrat political party will nominate a man for president and a woman for vice president. And the woman and man will win. So you'll end up with a a president, a male, and a vice president, a female. Okay. And We're in there. that term of office of the president, the president will die. <gasps> and the woman will become president under the law or constitution. Oh. Hmm. And once that barrier is broken, from then on, men better be careful. Because oh they'll have a hard, hard time ever even getting a nomination in the future. But that's the way it's going to happen, and I uh, think it'll probably come sometime in the next uh, four or eight years. Okay, so he was wrong on the time frame, but he keeps saying, that's the way it's going to happen, people. It's just, that's the way it's going to happen. He's very sure. He was a 33rd degree Freemason, the last of the Scottish Rite Freemasons as president, 33rd degree. So is he privy to some knowledge that might be floating out of there? I, you know, I don't know, but I do want to go back to Bill Clinton. Um, this is some information that I found a while ago, and I figured this would be a good time to kind of introduce it in one of these episodes. So Bill Clinton was, uh, he went to that Demolay school, right? Order of Demolay for boys, which is, you know, I didn't know they had children service stuff like Freemasonic sponsored children's stuff, but makes sense that they do. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So Bill Clinton was born. Let me see here. Yes, so he actually changed his name. Bill Clinton was born as William Jefferson Blythe III. He took his last name of his stepfather, Clinton. Clinton in Gematria equals 33. Bill Clinton was born in Hope, Arkansas, which is 33 miles from the Texas border. It is also on the 33-degree parallel. Now, I do want to show you this, this article from Salon. This is back in 2012, July 30th, when Bill Clinton died on stage. All right. Now, when you think about the death and the rebirth, right, the Hiram Abiff, uh, Osiris, the resurrection, 
the humiliation rituals, the death of the ego, and the rebirth of, you know, the, the renewed soul, whatever the hell you want to call it, All right? It's the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap in the face. Right after Chris Rock got bitch slapped by Will Smith, he had this tour called the Death of the Ego Tour, or Ego Death. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Now, in this article, it goes on to talk about Bill Clinton bombed his endorsement speech for Michael Dukakis at the Atlantic Democratic National Convention. His 33-minute speech was described as boring, ponderous, long-winded, disjointed, and Atlanta happens to be on the 33-degree parallel as well. Atlanta, New Atlantis, Atlanta, Atlantis, that's, you know, I guess there's a boatload of Freemasonic kind of Illuminati symbolism all around Atlanta. Pyramids, all-seeing eyes, all this stuff, right? So, yeah, this is uh, the speech he delivered was long, 33 minutes or twice the expected length. And it was mechanical. It only took a few minutes of the convention delegates to tune him out. As the dying of their convention or conversations began drowning him out of the television. The crowd's complete lack of interest and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he was getting trashed for this. You know what I mean? Humiliating 33 minute long speech. Now, I do want to say this. Four years later in Madison Square Garden, Clinton referenced this 33-minute speech during his Democratic presidential nomination speech, stating, quote, I ran, I think it's right here, I ran for president this year for one reason and one reason only. I wanted to come back to this convention and finish that speech that I started four years ago. He came back for one reason, to finish this speech. So this speech, this 33-minute long speech that everybody made fun of him for, he had this humiliation ritual type thing done, it meant so much to him that that's the reason why he wanted to come back. That's the one reason he called out. And he ended up becoming president right after this. So he was born again as this president figure. You know, um, something else that I found very strange... Um, speaking of like 33, the number three with Bill Clinton, this one was odd. Just a random article from 2017. Why Bill Clinton helped a 33 year old build a $1 billion firm. Why is this an article? 33, you know, why is this from BBC? You know, it's mainstream. It took, uh, Andy Cooper a year and a half before he secured any investment for his company. But Bill Clinton helped uh, this 33-year-old Andy. Yeah, just helping him out. Make a billion dollars. And you guys remember this? The $3 bill, y'all? Bill Clinton was on the $3 bill. I remember when these things were circulating. The disgruntled states of America, it says. And on the back, uh, in $3 bill, we trust. Not! <laughs> oh, boy. Got the, the White House for sale. I mean, obviously, this is a joke, $3 bill, but I remember this was going around. Look, you got the letter Q here, too. It's very interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Very interesting. So, yeah, Bill Clinton, you know, was never uh, a full-fledged, full-pledged, whatever the hell you want to say, um, Freemason. But dango, a lot of 33s surrounding him. And then remember the 33,000 emails that went missing off of Hillary's um, hard drive, whatever the heck it was? Am I right? 33,000 emails off of 13 devices. 13 is a significant number in Freemasonry. Oh, All right. We are going to go back to this video here. Going back, 1733. That is the address of this. 17 and 33. 17 is the number of Osiris. It was the date that he was killed on the 17th. It's also a certain letter in the alphabet that everybody knows about. I remember reading about 
reading online that the this building is based off of a like a Roman uh, it, it's mausoleum of Halicarnassus. Uh, it's one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Okay. It's um it's the tomb of the emperor, the king Halicarnassus. All right, so sorry to keep on stopping, but I got some information to share. This building was modeled after the mausoleum of um, Halicarnassus. This thing. Look at this gigantic mausoleum that they had. So on the top, you had these four horses led by a chariot. I believe that that's Apollo's chariot. Right? Could be Santa Claus's sleigh. You never know. But yeah, the mausoleum of Halicarnassus a.k.a. the Tomb of Mausolus, hence Mausoleum, right? That's, uh, that's where the word Mausoleum, because it was the tomb for Mausolus. That's where it came from. And it was built in Halicarnassus, which is the present-day Bodrum, Turkey. There it is. You know, the pentagram, the crescent moon, Turkey. So this was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. The tomb was built between 353 and 350 BC. Um, the building was rectangular, not square, surrounded by a colonnade of 36 columns. Look at this. 36 columns. And the pyramidal superstructure receding in 24 steps to the summit on the top there were four horse uh, chariots of marble but this building the house temple uh, the 33rd degree um, house temple isn't the only building that this was influenced by so modern buildings whose design were based upon or influenced by interpretations of the design of the mausoleum of uh, mausolus or Halicarnassus, include the Fourth and Vine Tower in Cincinnati. Right, so there it is. The Civil Courts Building in St. Louis, or St. Louis. National Newark Building in Newark. You got Grant's Tomb in New York City. Los Angeles City Hall. The Shrine of Remembrance in Melbourne. St. George's Church. In London, Indiana War Memorial in Indianapolis. I mean, you got so many of these things, so many of these buildings, Commerce Bank Building in Illinois. So many of these buildings that were uh, modeled after this Freemasonic building. This tomb with the Apollo sitting at the top, the, the chariot of Apollo sitting at the top. Very, very strange, is it not? All right, going back to this. He's going to talk about Albert Pike again. And on either side of our Pillars of Charity are our crypts. So Mr. Pike is buried six feet behind here, and Mr. Cowles is buried six feet behind there. Uh, Mr. Pike was moved here in 1944. We were fighting World War II at the time, so there was no mayor of Washington, D.C. So we had to ask the U.S. Congress to, if we could move his body across state lines. So it took an act of Congress to bring Mr. Pike here. Mr. Cowles lived in this building. He was our grand commander in the first half of the century. Uh, he lived in this building, he died in this building, and he wanted to be buried here. Uh, I've been told that these two men roam the halls as ghosts. I've never, I've not seen that, but if you do see them, let me know. Albert Pike is a main component of this building. We were shown statues of Pike. We were shown where his body is entombed inside of here, and uh, and and Albert Pike is also the one who wrote morals and dogma, and he very openly talks about who the true God of Freemasonry is, and in morals and dogma, he mentions that when. You look to the light, uh, as they told us over and over again, masonry is about finding the light, and Albert Pike, which he clearly is highly revered, tells us in his book, Morals and Dogma, that the light bearer is Lucifer. Okay. 
So Lucifer, everybody. Hey, there's that word again. So yeah, I, I mean, he is clearly highly revered. They brought his body to be buried at this place. Six feet. You know, he wrote morals and dogma. Um, this guy is claiming that Albert Pike believed that Lucifer was the one true God. Now, I find I found some quotes of Mr. Pike. Where he's talking about Lucifer says Lucifer, the light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give the spirit of darkness. Lucifer, the son of the morning. Is it he who bears the light and with its splendor intolerable, intolerable, blinds feeble? For traditions are full of sensual or selfish souls. Doubt it not. That was straight from Morals of Dogma. He also says, That which causes us trial shall yield us triumph, and that which makes our hearts ache shall fill us with gladness. The only true happiness is to learn to advance, and to improve, which could not happen unless we had commenced with error, ignorance, and imperfection. We must pass, we must pass through the darkness to reach the light. Where have we heard that before? All right, you got to go through the darkness to get to the light. Dark to light. Come on, people. It's all Freemasonic. Once you start seeing these things, you'll be like, oh, Order out of chaos. We have to go through the darkness to get to the light. I, that's what we're going through right now. Here's another quote. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all of its horrors will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origins of savagery and, the, and, and most bloody turmoil. Then... Everywhere, the people will be forced to defend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity whose spirits will be from that moment without direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge where to send its adoration. will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out into the public. A manifestation which will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. That's a mouthful. You know what I mean? But it sounds like he is saying that Christianity and atheism will both be conquered and exterminated at the same time. From this pure doctrine of Lucifer that was finally that will finally be brought out into the public. So um, there's people like their argument against Albert Pike is that he's like confused. People are like, you know, misinterpreting his stuff. You know, interpret it the hell you want it. You know, it's up to you to interpret. Now, this was interesting. He predicted the three wars, remember? The three world wars. This is an article from allthatsinteresting.com. With eerie accuracy, Pike predicted the czars of Russia would fall during a first great conflict, that Nazism would be destroyed while communism would rise during the second great conflict, and that the Zionists would battle Islamic leaders in a third and final great conflict during which they would, quote, mutually destroy each other, end quote. After this, after this apocalyptic battle, the survivors would, quote, receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. So it's only after this last battle between the Zionists and Islamic leaders Right? Aren't we seeing the conflict over in Israel right now? Israel and Hamas? You know? After this last battle, that is when the true light of universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer will be coming. I don't know if I like the sound of that. But, I mean, he got the first two world wars right. And maybe that's what they're... Uh, 
the people, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, maybe that's what they're following. They're following this prediction. You know, this, and they're using some revolution or revelation stuff from the Bible, mixing it all in, getting people confused. I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. Confuse everybody. So this room houses our Albert Pike collection. Not only was Albert Pike our grand commander from 1859 until 1891 when he died in office, he was also a well-known teacher, lawyer, explorer, and Confederate general. He fought for the South during the Civil War because he thought the South would treat the Native Americans better. He was born in Massachusetts, but he, uh, he did not fight for the North. All the books you see in this room are from his personal library, and he wrote about half of them. All right, so right here, this kind of shows you the influence of Albert Pike. So in August 1850, Albert Pike was raised Master Mason in the Western Star Lodge, number two, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Who else is from Little Rock, Arkansas? Slick Willie. An old Bill Clinton. On March 20th, 1853, in Charleston, South Carolina, uh... I believe he received the ancient and accepted Scottish rite of Freemasonry degree, uh, blah, 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 from Albert G. Mackey. It's kind of hard to see because there's a bright light in the way. In 1857, he received the 33rd degree in New Orleans. When Pike joined, Scottish rite uh, membership in the United States was less than 1,000, and, quote, its degrees were fragmentary, its organizational activity dulcitory, and its influence slight. Pike changed this. He revised the Scottish Rite rituals into the coherent and related series of the Masonic lessons, improved the quality and effectiveness of the Masonic law of the right, and traveled throughout the jurisdiction to encourage high standards in all aspects of the right. Through his reputation and personality, he was a man of charm and scholarship, he attracted members of high caliber to lead the Orients. Pike laid the foundation for the Southern Jurisdiction USA of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite today. Furthermore, he influenced the Scottish Rite worldwide. Pike was, as many writers have mentioned, quote, quite simply the best known and most influential Mason in the world. So that's what he did. He made it better, if you want to say that. He made it more influential. He got high-caliber people into this. Money. There he is. Showing morals and dogma. This is just kind of a bronze type of sculpture. Little Rock, Arkansas. This is Pike's mansion <clears throat> when he was a general. So this room is our uh, banquet hall. This room holds 400 people, and we mostly rent it out for charity events, speakers, dinners, that sort of thing. But there is no alcohol allowed in this building, so no casino events or weddings are held here. Most Masonic lodges do not allow alcohol, except for Shriners lodges, which is Shriners is another set of these. These two paintings here are Masonic paintings, uh, painted by Brother John Melius in the 70s. This painting is of George Washington laying the cornerstone to our capital. This is significant because he's wearing his full Masonic ritual regalia. He's got his square and compass, he's got his apron, he's got his gavel. And the three men to the right of him here are holding corn, oil, and wine, which are Old Testament gifts of prosperity. And they were leaders of lodges from around here. Now that cornerstone has been lost to history. People have tried looking for it and they cannot find it. They bury cornerstones under the ground. People have told me that that cornerstone has some Masonic writing on it, whether that's some lost legend or a mystery on it. I don't know. Where is it, people? It's gone missing, the cornerstone. Hmm. Hmm. Is that the keystone? 
Have we heard, have we heard that? Keystone. But we cannot find it. This painting is of George Washington taking the oath of office as our first president. This is in New York because New York was the capital at the time. And the reason why this painting is so significant is because the man in blue holding the Bible is a Mason, and he's holding a Masonic Bible. That is the Bible that has been used by basically every president since George Washington. Although Barack Obama did not use that Bible, he used Abraham Lincoln's personal Bible. Uh, that Bible has still been used by basically every president. What's the difference between a Masonic Bible versus a... Uh, Masonic Bible has Masonic inscriptions in it. It's still a King James Bible. It just has Masonic inscriptions, and they use it for rituals. So this hallway contains... Again, rituals. But check out this hallway. It has the logos for every degree of the Masons. Paintings of each degree's regalia. So... These plaques here say which degree you are. So, the so right there, the 22nd degree Knight Royal Axe, Prince of Libanus. Work and respect labor for its own sake. It's going to show you the painting. Here. 22nd degree is the Knight Royal Axe, Prince of Libanus. Now, doesn't this look like Stewie Griffin? I thought this was Stewie Griffin when I first saw this, but it's really just a table and there's some utensils or tools on it. I'm like, oh, okay. And this uh, text here is the lesson that you learned at that degree. All right, here's another one. The 25th degree, Knight of the Brazen Serpent. Man is a reflection of the divine. Labor to fulfill your destiny. Ooh. Great. Y'all can feel free to take a look at each one of the degrees. Take your time. Right here, look. The 17th degree, Knight of the East and West. 17, east to west, uh, that's heavily involved with the symbolism of the sunrise. Rises in the east, sets in the west, you know, sunset. Um, teach the truth contained in the, symboliz or in the symbols of Freemasonry. 17 always said symbolism will be their downfall, you know, I don't know. And you always see these articles of Donald Trump where it's saying east to west. Trump travels east to west. Trump meets Kim Jong-un from east to west. You know, it's like, why are they trying to put Trump east to west? Is he a 17th? I don't know. If, I don't know. Don't know if he's 17th degree or not. Very strange. Teach the truth of the symbols. There it is. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Goes down the hall. At the end of the hall, you have the double-headed eagle again. So this room is dedicated to Masonic philanthropy. Masons give on average $2 million a day back to the community. That ranges from scholarships to funding hospitals uh, to paying uh, to uh, homeless shelters, that sort of thing. Masons do a lot. It's just not something people know about. Is the philanthropy uh, public or do you mean they don't know it, It's it public. It's just people don't pay attention to it or people have certain assumed things about masonry like they think it's a cult or something like that they choose to ignore this sort of thing this room in here uh, contains international books so minutes or notes from lodges around the world they get sent to us and we categorize them other famous masons include Gene Autry Audie Murphy Harry S. Truman, Douglas MacArthur, Brad Paisley, Arnold Palmer, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. There have been many famous people that have been Masons. We call this room our Americanism, Americanism Museum. It's dedicated to famous Americans who have been Masons. Some highlights. Look at that. John Glenn, first astronaut to orbit the Earth. 
All right. Let's include a portrait of George Washington that you see there. We have the 33rd copy. We also have a replica flag of the Masonic flag that was put on the moon. The Masonic flag was put on the moon? Yep. Buzz Aldrin was a Mason. He put a Masonic flag on the moon. So he left one just like it? Yeah, a, a larger version of it. They brought 14 flags to the moon and only took a couple back. They brought 14 flags to the moon and only brought a couple back, people. Did you guys know that? 14, the number of Osiris, the number of pieces that Osiris was scattered into. I had no idea. No idea at all. We've only ever seen pictures of the American flag. Stuff you don't know. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's uh, Jacques de Molay, Knights Templar. The last Grandmaster. Burned alive. Put a, uh, a pox on the Pope and the King, I think. He did. He was burned alive on uh, October 13th. That's why Friday the 13th has that uh, unlucky uh, symbolism with it. Mason? No, he was not. <laughs> this is just for kids. Oh, okay. Just for kids. Look at this. Look how many books are in this place. So if these are all just free Masonic books with their rituals, with their rule, who the hell knows? So much information in this library here. We were allowed into the library of uh, Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, where it's probably one of the largest collection of Freemasonic uh, books inside. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm rather blown away, and uh, it's it was it was quite the quite the experience. I could almost feel the creepy evil energy coming off of this place just from being inside. That's it. And then they sign their way out of this building. Little miniature statues, all this stuff. Yep. And then they sign their way out. So, yeah. That whole thing just blew my mind. I've never seen the inside of a, a Masonic building like that. I've seen the inside of um, George Washington's tomb. Where he has this gigantic statue of himself. That's pretty Masonic as well. So, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me. You know, make America great again. Are we talking about going back to this? We're going back to Freemasonic kind of symbolism, rituals? Because our founders were very, very Masonic. So, what are we doing? You know, is this what we're going back to? Has it been infiltrated? You know? Like, is it all bad? Or is some of it bad, some of it's good? I, I have no idea. I don't know that much about it. But I do know that there are heavily uh, guarded books, rituals, rites, secrets, things that happen in this country still to this day that influence people, that influence the direction of uh, legal percussions. I mean, laws. You have public awareness. You have public opinions. The outcome of elections. You know, I don't know. 
I mean, how many presidents are Masons nowadays? I don't know. I don't know if it's that many. So, yes, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching this little mini tour documentary uh, by Press the Tr- or Press for Truth. So if I got that wrong in the beginning, Press for Truth. Go give them a follow on Rumble. That's where I watch this video. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope you guys like that. Again, if you like this channel, if you like the content that I'm producing, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Go follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate and review on there. Also, go follow me on TikTok. Some of you might not like TikTok. Some of you will, but TikTok is my primary go-to for posting little mini videos and whatnot that I might not post anywhere else. So go check me out on there. Uh, Strange Sauna Show on TikTok. All right. So yes, until next time, everybody stay steamy. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.